Hey, and welcome to the PAX Storytelling Time. I could not come up with a better version of this name, but wanted to document how I write these stories. So that's essentially what this is going to be, me telling my stories and going through all of them. Sometimes you may hear my rambling, but you'll also get a very clear idea about where these characters come from and the journey we're about to take with them. Honestly, I'm excited and nervous to be sharing this with you. So let's go on this journey. It hurt. There's a sadness that filled the hallway that night. I saw this girl, I saw her, walk away through the crack of my door. And as the light flickered in the hallway, she was draped with a cayenne towel. Water droplets clung right above her knee. I think she knew someone was watching her as she slowed down her hurried pace, slowly turning her neck around. Her hair was dark and landed exactly at the edge of her towel. At this point, I sprinted back into my unlocked room, but managed to make eye contact. It felt electric. I had to hurriedly wear my vest to cover my unironed white shirt and shoddy ripped jeans, put them on, and proceeded to walk down the corridor, passing these animal-shaped aim tags for each of those doors. I shuddered. I had it this feeling internally that I could not describe. Felt, I felt stronger, like I could do anything. Like a tiger on a hunt for a wounded deer. The faded sky blue walls and the intermittent light definitely did not make the hallway more inviting seemed a bit ghostly and eerie. I finally made it to her door. 321. It read Harper, but the E was scratched out. Hmm. That was interesting. She stood there in a V-neck eggshell-colored polo sweater, wearing these tight, skin-hugging jeans. Can I help you? She asked in a somewhat disgruntled tone. Oh, sorry. I'm here to introduce myself. I'm Austin. I stay down the hall. I made no mention of seeing her earlier. Hey, I'm Harper. 
So I proceeded with the regular pleasantries. When did you get here? I made it in last night. I flew in. So Harper flew in from Denver and her parents had already gotten her stuff over. So I had a look at her room and it looked pretty occupied. She had a TV, a Bluetooth speaker, bed risers, organizers. Damn, this girl seems much more of a sophomore than me. Yeah. yeah. And the way she, I think she saw me look at her stuff and she said, yeah, I tend to be pretty overprepared. So what do you do when no one's around? She asked. I walk around constantly, and it's a blast. And blast music, walk around naked. What? I could definitely see that comment kind of weirded her out a bit. So I ended up with a catch you, catch you around. And she very cheekily responded, yeah, see you around. And again, there was something about the smirk when she said that, that got me to scurry back to my room with my heart pounding, that there might be a chance with this girl. And I climbed down the stairs, walked through the quad to meet Marcus Val and Cassius. Marcus was dressed in this nonchalant checkered shirt. He had on this North Face jacket. Val was dressed in a plain faded tee with some faded jeans, not the kind that have been cool for some time. And Cassius was the more conscious dresser in our group. He is someone who had a darker set of jeans with a printed half sleeve shirt and had some product in his hair. So where are we going tonight? I asked. Val suggested going somewhere downtown. The folks from the croquet club are going to throw the raddest parties. So well, we all followed Val's lead. We wait for the college bus. Again, we wait for the bus awkwardly. And we, again, pass on the usual pleasantries. How's your first day? I asked the rest of the group. I hate coming back, seriously. Fucks with my mind, Cassius said. A group of girls at that time, one blonde, bunch of other brunettes, start walking, wearing these neon party clothes, um, very eccentric, started walking in our direction. All of us looked away that they might have Wonder, or we might terrify them with our lustful eyes. Finally, the bus arrives, and Marcus pulls out his mini bottle of Jack, mixes it into a Gatorade bottle, passes it around, calling it liquid courage. Now, obviously, uh, we were a bunch of nerds trying to gather up the courage to engage the girls, and ended up with extremely non-suave. Yo, girl, you're looking really pretty. Where are you going to? Uh, we're going to this party downtown. Want to come along? 
um, their awkwardness with uh, no thanks ensues as we sit in silence and a false bravado beaten. We wait until the bus stops. And for some reason, my head felt a bit low, but my body felt loose. Like, wait, I think this is the house, said Wow. So we entered this house. I was blasting with music from the weekend. But an extra bass speaker had this buzzing sound going on. The gang loosens up. Val sort of goes around, starts hanging out with his croquet pals. Um, I start hanging around the sort of drunk drinks cooler. Hey, Marcus, seriously, though, I ask, how's your floor this year? Fucking dumbasses again. I can't wait to get out of this place. Show these dickheads how brains work. For these guys, life's just drinking and fucking while while we sip our sip our own drinks. And my sight, and again, not a very suave way, uh, ends up on this girl, Katie. I think her, I know her from my time with the debate society. Hey, Katie. Hey, Austin. Good to see you. We start dancing in this very, what I would call, white people dance, which is swing side to side. Katie was a pretty girl. Um, she was a beautiful brunette with a crop top that exposed her belly button. Again, she was ready for this party, I guess. She's wearing these dark navy jeans that really accentuated her curves. I was, I felt creepily scanning around for something better. Katie probably got onto this and swiftly moved away. Marcus and Val were playing beer pong. Seemed like a good enough bet. Joined them. Nothing seems like, nothing feels better than beating the people you've never met at beer pong. I felt more and more undone as time progressed. My legs felt like I could ballet, and my arms felt more like a car dealership freaking clown that moves around on Route 1. Where's Cassius? I mean, Cassius was one of the smoothest guys in our group, and we could never ever find him at a party. Then, I think I saw her again. I mean, I think it was Harper. I wasn't sure if she was real, though. I was really hammered at the time. Cassius was there making out with this girl. I mean, none of us were surprised. So, again, with no luck, Marcus and I decided to sort of head out and walk home together. Dude, I saw this chick out 
walk out of the shower and it felt amazing. I mean, I felt like I knew I was going to know this shit for a really long time. Marcus dismisses that with, dude, that's your dick talking. Calm stuff down. But something felt real that day. We made back home. The next day, I hear a knock. Hey, Austin, I needed some help with the Wi-Fi. It was Harper. I jumped on the opportunity. Hold on, just give me five. Oh, shoot. After about seven minutes, I had to time this. I mean, I didn't want to come off desperate. Um, I decided to go into her room, check out the Wi-Fi issue. And I remember from this bro YouTuber, don't go out immediately. Don't be a whipping boy. The school has a weird Wi-Fi setup. I walked it to connecting through a 802.11 Wi-Fi setup. I hope you didn't just reach out to me because I'm the only geek on this floor. She chuckled. Yeah, all the Game of Thrones images on your door definitely did not help. Like, what you talking about? Mm. Girls can't resist talking to a guy who can spell out theories on what actually might happen next season. My boyfriend absolutely loves the show. Felt like my heart sank at that moment, but the appropriate response or the response that came out of my body was, yeah, you're all set. I had become the fucking whipping boy. I hear this vibration go off in my pocket and I received a group chat from Marcus about a lunch in 15 at the cafe. And yeah, the cafe is a place where we all sort of go in and grab lunch from time to time. It's a dimly lit part of the college cafeteria. Again, calling it a cafe really is... I guess the college sort of thing of thinking it's cool or hip, definitely not that. Um, and the cuisine there is, again, it's more potatoes. It, it isn't really savory or tasty or has much flavor. And we get to the cafe and start talking to Cassius. Um, and right beside him is his girlfriend, Sabrina. We start discussing about the new movies we watched and the opinions on popular culture, including our obsession with Game of Thrones. I stare into the distance, like somehow uninvolved in this conversation. Like I wasn't interested and I did not want to associate myself in that conversation. Like, I'm in there, but not really mentally there. And as we were sort of completing our lunch and me and Marcus started to sort of walk away, he asked me, don't you think it's weird that Cash is so cool with Sabrina while he was hooking up with that chick last night? Sure. It's his life. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. And it's his relationship. We don't really know what's going on in that relationship. Anyway, I think, so Marcus decided to sort of switch gears and he's he could see that I'm not willing to engage with his 
topic there. So how's that hot girl on your floor? Matter, I don't even know what's going on on this floor at this point. I guess you have to lie at times like this. Um, then I see Harper. So I decide to ignore her while she called out to me. She's shopping around. It looked like she looked a bit confused. I wrapped up my conversation with Marcus and lurked from the distance, observing her while she shopped. Again, I wanted to know what was she getting. Am I doing something too much? I judged myself and decided to start walking back to my room. I put on my earphones. It was this. It was Bob Dylan. Times are changing. I needed to focus on my work, on my projects. I can't get obsessed with another girl. No. And I can't get caught up in these distractions. Not again. All that could continue to keep popping into my mind over and over was Harper's yellow dress. These sun was a yellow sundress top and jeans and as I make my way to the elevator she says hold up and she joins me I remove my headphones with now the smiths playing please 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 blasting out of my ears she remarks to me I love the smiths I said yeah I'm not a huge fan but I like the songwriting on this one and she again observed my unenthusiasm to continue that conversation. So I ended up with, is your Wi-Fi working okay? And to say whether that's appropriate. And she responded, yeah, my boyfriend was on my case about not seeing him. Cool. I get the message back off. Sure. My room was right by the elevator, so I entered it and was pitch dark as usual. What's up with your room? She asked. I was working on some film and in in order to develop film, you need to have sort of darkened rooms. So I wouldn't, I wanted to sort of black things out and stay in the darkness like a vampire. So that's what I have thus far. Thank you for joining me. I am continuing to write this out a bit. Um, obviously, you can see stuff still needs to be fleshed out a bit more. But yeah, you got to see a bit of Austin. And I've written him in a first person. I got to see some of Harper, Marcus, Val, not so much. Um, and Cassius and Sabrina. Um, again, all of them will play out a bit more and things will happen. So stay tuned for that. Thanks. Thanks for joining me.